0: Previously on Saga of the Jewels The life of 17-year-old Rin, bookish son of a wealthy landowner, changes forever when his hometown is destroyed by the Empire and everyone he has ever known is killed. Rin discovers that the Empire are seeking 12 prime evil jewels which grant the power to manipulate different elements and that his father had been hiding the fire ruby. Rin sets out to take revenge on the Imperial General who killed his family and retrieved the Fire Ruby, and along the way meets Nuthia, the lightning-slinging princess, Sagar, the swaggering Sky Pirate, Elran, the tomboy engineer, Sid, the wizened old healer, and Vish, the poppy-seed-addicted bounty hunter. Together the adventurers decide to find all of the jewels in order to stop the evil Emperor from finding them first and taking over the world. The companions now find themselves recuperating in Nuthia's homeland, where, after much travail, they have thus far succeeded in retrieving the fire ruby, now born by Rin, and the lightning crystal, now born by Nuthia. Season 2 premiere, episode 22, The Council of Nuthia. As Princess Nuthiana Caluthiana looked out from the throne at her assembled white toga-clad councillors and recently made friends seated before her, despair and hope warred in her heart. Her mother's burial ceremony that morning had been beautiful. Nuthia had watched in the Temple of the One as the attendants had carried the heavy white stone coffin cut in record time by the finest stonemasons of the Queendom, down the steps into the royal family crypt, its lid adorned with the sculpted prone form of Queen Matareia, her huge hands pressed together in prayer and her pale eyelids closed. They had heaved it onto its place on the stone shelf, above Grandmother's Lyssa and Effie and Sunis, while the sacred song had been sung. The High Priestess had said the final words of commitment to the One, and as the door to the crypt had been closed, Nuthia had cried silent and bitter tears. New tears pushed at her eyes now, but now was not the time for weeping. The faces of her countrywomen looked up at her, tight-lipped and expectant. They had been deprived of their Queen, their leader, only yesterday. Their capital had been infiltrated and Manolian blood spilled in this throne room, something which had not happened in a hundred years. And the Emperor of Mauricamia had come close to seizing the lightning crystal for himself. And it had been all her fault. I must be strong. I'll make it up to you, Mother. I'll redeem myself. Country women, she spoke clearly into the echoing hall hoping that the tremor in her voice was not discernible. I have called this council because, as you know, of late terrible events have taken place within these walls. She nearly added, and I am responsible for all of them. But she held that back too. Her country women needed someone to look up to, to lead them, not to admit weakness and fall apart in front of them. Her birth mother had taught her that much. She took a deep breath and continued. As you know, these things happened because Emperor Kavest of Mauricamia has learned of the ancient primeval jewels, one of which we guard in this great queendom and which he almost came close to seizing for himself. Her hand went to the lightning crystal that hung from the chain around her neck. It was unusually cool to the touch. Indeed, he would have succeeded, were it not for the intervention of my companions, whom I acquired on my journey beyond Manolia, which I made to gather information about the emperor's plans. Another gloss on the truth, misleading but necessary. The one, forgive me. Nuthia nodded towards her friends who sat in the front row of the wooden chairs to indicate whom she meant. In particular we have Rin of Fstan here to thank. Rin defeated the imperial general who had taken the crystal and lent us temporary use of another jewel the fire ruby to subdue the general's forces. She held out a hand towards Rin. "Please stand." The boy did so hesitantly, awkwardness quirking his mouth. "Rin of Fstan, I salute you." She began to clap and her countrywomen soon joined her, this matter quickly building to a mighty thunderous applause. Nuthia met Rin's eyes for a moment as she clapped, but he looked away almost at once. The boy's cheeks had turned as red as the fire that he was able to cast. He was sweet in his own way, and he had done something great by defeating Vor, saving her country. Maybe there was more greatness yet to come from him. She glanced along the road to Sagar, sat next to Rin. The Sky Captain's jaw clenched as he stared straight ahead and clapped. Of course he had helped too, and Elran and Sid and Vish, but Rin had been the one to kill the Imperial General, and therefore he deserved to be singled out for special honour. The Sky Captain was very handsome, even in his jealousy, Nuthia found herself noticing. The set of his jaw was pleasing and he had a kind of rugged, brazen self-confidence that Ryn lacked and which scared Nuthia a little if she was honest, though she was also strangely drawn to it. She held up a hand for silence and the applause faded instantly. Rin sat back down. Country women, while a battle was won yesterday... It is with deep sadness that we must acknowledge that a war has begun. Now that the Emperor of Morichemia has learned of the existence of the jewels, in his lust for power, he will surely stop at nothing to obtain them all. We thank the One that Rin was able not only to protect our lightning crystal from the Empire, but also to take back the fire ruby from them, which he now bears. The Empire's loss of the ruby will protect us from future invasions, overt or covert, to be sure. But it is only a matter of time before Emperor Gavest locates another jewel, which will again endanger not only us, but the whole of Mid. It is for this reason that I have made the decision to depart as soon as possible with my companions in search of the remaining primeval jewels. A gasp went up from her counsellors, who had not been in this hall yesterday when she had announced the same intentions to her friends. One of them raised a hand. Kalana, austere in her white toga, with a stern face and a proud high forehead underneath silver hair. Nuthia nodded to her, indicating that she was granting permission to speak. But Princess Nuthia, how can you do this? said Kalana for everyone to hear. Anger flashed in Nuthia's breast at once. How dare she question me so openly and quickly, even if she had been one of her mother's most senior advisers. The matriarchy has just lost her queen, Kalana went on. We need you to remain here and govern, not to charge off on a journey around the world with a ragtag crew of misfits you only just met in search of some legendary artefacts which you may or may not be able to find. You need to be coronated and remain here to lead for the good of the queendom. A number of other councillors nodded and murmured their assent. Lots of the older ones, Nuthia noted. So, they looked down on her. They looked down on her because she was young. They looked down on her because she had run away from her arranged marriage. They looked down on her because she had brought men into the throne room. They saw her as a silly, reckless child. Well, silly and reckless I may be, but I am a child no longer. How could Kalana think that challenging her could change her mind? If Nuthia backed down now, she would lose all authority with her mother's counsel. Her counsel, she corrected herself. She gritted her teeth. No, this challenge would only strengthen her resolve. Nuthia held up a hand again to silence the murmuring. Anger roiled in her so hot that she worried that sparks might leap from her fingers, or even a full discharge of lightning, but thankfully none appeared. Her countrywomen ceased murmuring. She still had some authority then. At least they still knew how to obey the commands of royalty, even if they were questioning them so openly. I thank you for your counsel, Kalana. "'Nuthia said graciously from her throne, which is received with gratitude. "'However, my mind is made up. "'I have thought it all through, and I will not be swayed in this matter. "'The safest place for the lightning crystal is to remain with me, "'and if I take the crystal with me on my quest, "'there will be no reason for the emperor to attack Minolia again, "'as it will not be here for him to try to take.' Furthermore, it makes most sense for me to be the one to lead the party that is to seek out the rest of the jewels and keep them from the emperor. As you know, as well as bestowing the gift of elemental projection, the jewels amplify that gift in those who bear them, and as the last surviving member of the royal family, I am the most trained and proficient in the use of lightning projection. What is more, I have been educated in the law of the jewels since I was a child was a child therefore it makes the most sense for me to lead the search and my new companions will come with me she nodded towards rin then at all of her friends one by one rin is ruby touched and has already proved himself by defeating an imperial general captain sagar is shell touched with air projection and commands the swift airship wanderlust on which we will travel Lady Elran has shown her loyalty to our cause and talents with pistol and whip on more than one occasion and possesses the skills required to maintain our vessel. Grandfather Sid is diamond touched and knowledgeable in the ways of healing magic and what's more a fellow Wanist with deep knowledge of jewel lore. And lastly Shadowfinger Vish who has turned from the emperor to commit himself to our service. He is a highly trained fighter with an understanding of the Empire's inner workings. All of them have shown themselves true by helping us to repel General Vaug's incursion. I will travel with them to find the remaining primeval jewels. She had tried to say it as a definitive statement bricking no further agreement, but her counsellors broke out into murmurs again. Nusia ground her teeth. Another counselor put up her hands, Mariana. White-haired and even older than Kalana, but more kindly. Nuthia nodded at her. Forgive me, princess, but who will govern Manolia in your stead while you are away? A sensible question, Nuthia granted. I have thought about this also and made my decision. Step forward, Kathuna. From her place, standing as one of the two guards at the foot of the dais, Kathuna took a step forward in her bright golden armor, more gasps, and now not just murmurs but open proce- protest from the councillors dissent. Kalana's voice rose above the others. Kathuna Kasisi is not even a counsellor or a minister; she is a soldier. Her voice clearly expressed everyone's everyone else's objections, so they quietened to see how Nuthia would respond. Kollana had spoken out of turn and not even addressed her with her title and the informal use of the first name, as she had done before, but Nuthia chose to ignore this. Exactly. As a soldier and not a counsellor, Kithuna has the advantage of not being embroiled in any of the politics of the council. She will govern without bias. I have known Kathuna my whole life. She is my oldest friend and I trust her implicitly. I know of no one better to lead Manolia while I am gone. She is best positioned to guess my will in matters of state, and if she cannot, I trust the judgment of her own will. The royal family of Manolia are warriors, are we not? Kithuna is a warrior. And now Crystal Touch too, and she will serve as an excellent regent in my stead while I am away. The white toga-bearing women began grumbling again. This time D'Vara's voice rose highest, the counsellor in charge of overseeing military affairs. This quest, princess, would it not be more prudent to send our army to seek out the other jewels? No, nothing would give away the location of the jewels to the empire more than sending our army after them. As far as we know, the empire currently only know of the whereabouts of one of the other jewels, one that is guarded by another people in far. Others are hidden or lost, and we must do everything we can to prevent the Empire from finding out where they are. This will be a mission of diplomacy and stealth for a small group, not open warfare for an army. Now the High Priestess, who also sat on the council in her white robe, spoke up. Princess, if I may, let us say hypothetically that you succeed in gathering all of the primeval jewels together which would take a very long time in itself. What will you do when you have gathered all of them together? The jewels were meant to be shared among the peoples of Mid, not collected together. Are you not setting out to do precisely what you are seeking to thwart the Morricamians in doing? More nods and murmurs. The objection had been wise. Nuthia spoke her answer carefully, weighing each word. The prophecy, as we interpret it, states that if a person gathers all of the jewels together, they will be granted unfathomable power. Now, for the first time in living memory, a malicious power has not only learned of this fact, but begun to acquire knowledge of the location of some of the hidden jewels. And all because of me, Nuthia added in her head. This is why I must do this. She continued my quest is not for one person to gather all of the jewels together to wield their power for themselves i seek only to warn to safeguard to protect when we find the jewels we will be sharing them out among ourselves we have two already borne by myself and rin of efstan we will keep them from the emperor for as long as he seeks them and perhaps one day when this threat has passed we will be able to return them to their respective peoples or to hide them anew. The complaints from the councillors were like the breaking of a storm. Kalana took her turn to represent them again, speaking louder than all the rest. Princess, this is arrogance, hubris, delusion. As regards the jewels that are guarded by other peoples, how do you know that you will persuade them to hand them over to you? And for those that remain hidden... How do you think you will find them? They have been lost for years. Fury fizzed in Nuthia's chest. She wanted to fry Kalana with a bolt of lightning right there on the spot, but she held herself back. How dare she speak to me like that? Thank you for your insights, Councillor Kalana. She was aware that her tone made it sound like she was actually saying go and stick your head in a bucket of dung, Councillor Colana,' but there wasn't much she could do about that. "'However, if anyone has a chance of finding the jewels, it is us. "'As I have said, we already have two. "'What is more, Grandfather Sid Prevere of Urm here, a fellow oneist, "'has sought the jewels before for benevolent ends "'and succeeded in finding some of them, "'before he abandoned his own quest and returned them to their hiding places.' He may be the most qualified person in the whole of Mid to help us look for them. In any case, I remind you that Benolia is not a democracy but a matriarchy. My mind is made up. I depart at once. Kathuna will reign in my stead until my return. The council is dismissed. She stood up, daring her councillors to defy her. Kalana... Mariana, Davara and all the rest of them looked up at her, various degrees of reluctance written on their faces. Go on, the one take you. You are my counsellors, not my fellow ministers. At last, Mariana stood, bowed her head to Nuthia and began to walk towards the doors. The others followed, filing out of the throne room. Thank the one, Nuthia thought. When she had watched the last of them... Kalana exit the throne room, leaving only her travelling companions, Kathuna and her guards, Nuthia descended the steps of the dais to join her friends. "'Well, I think that went well,' said Alran. Nuthia could not suppress a smirk. "'You handled them admirably, granddaughter,' said Sid. "'Thank you, both of you,' Nuthia replied. "'All of you. They may not like my decision, but they have no choice in the matter.' "'Kithuna, I meant what I said. "'You will do an excellent job of reigning in my stead until I return. "'I have every faith in you.' "'Her golden-haired sister-friend bowed deeply. "'Thank you, princess. "'The rest of you, it is time for us to go.' "'All right,' said Alran. "'About time,' said Sagar. "'Which jewel will we be going after first? said Rin. "'Which is the one in Far?' Nuthia glanced at her other guards. It is better that as few people as possible are aware of this, but as it turns out, we shall be hunting for the earth emerald first. Why that one? said Sagar. Hey, she knows what she's doing, said Rin. I know she knows what she's doing, pup, but I want to know how she knows what she's doing. It is the obvious course of action, said Nuthia. It is the only other jewel that we know of, that we know the Empire are also aware of already. We know that much from Vor, from when he... She blinked at the memory. That had been the moment that, no, it was too painful to think about. From when he revealed that to us. It is unlikely that the Empire are aware of any of the locations of any of the other jewels yet. I have consulted on this with Grandfather Sid. So where exactly is this earth emerald anyhow, Princess Girl? asked Elran. It is held in Shumpei, the capital city of Far, known colloquially as the Crossroads of the East. Oh goody, I've not been there in a long time. How do you know that? asked Rin. How do you know that's where the earth emerald is? Well, said Nuthia, in the case of the lightning crystal and the earth emerald, the secrets of their whereabouts have not really been very well kept. These two jewels have been guarded by the ruling powers of the respective peoples they have been associated with, the Manolians and the Farians for years. Although in theory they were supposed to be being guarded in a secret, in secret, they have been used and exposed. It's no coincidence that Manolia has been defended by lightning and that Shunpei is built on a huge outcropping rising out of the earth like a man-made mountain. When you add to that that travellers travel and envoys exchange knowledge and people talk, then it's not so hard to put two and two together if someone knows about the jewels. Sagar said, What makes you think that the ruler of Far is going to be happy to just hand over the earth emerald to you? I am confident that when I explain to him the current situation with the Empire, that they have learned of the jewels and are seeking them, he will see reason and commit the earth emerald into our care. Sagar just looked at her, raising one eyebrow above his handsome face. All right, said Nuthia, I'll grant you that this may in fact prove to be quite difficult. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Saga of the Jewels. To read ahead, subscribe at patreon.com forward slash saga of the jewels. See you next month.